Welcome to FIO on the Air, the voice of the festivals and events industry in Ontario. Please welcome our CEO and your host, Dave McNeil. On this edition of FIO on the Air, we're going to talk about social media. We've got Warren Weeks with us and Javit Khan. Um, Javit, maybe start a little bit about what you do uh, on a day-to-day basis. Sure. Thanks, uh, thanks, Dave, and thanks for having Warren and I on your, sh- on your show. Uh, so I have been running a, a marketing services company for now coming to 10 years. Uh, part of our services that we offer is uh, social media, tr- uh, not only training, but social media strategy. And uh, in addition to that, I'm a, I'm a conference speaker across Canada and the United States. So uh, our marketing services organization has been uh, doing a variety of services for organizations and uh, highly engaged entrepreneurs. And Warren, a little bit about what you do on a regular basis? Sure. Well, I've been in business for about 15 years and started out as a writer. Um, and the demands and the, the, the sort of environment has just shifted towards social over the past few years. So that's what uh, that's why I've gotten into that, that realm. It's just that's where clients are going. So um, you can choose to keep writing and become irrelevant someday or you could figure out how these tools work and then help companies figure out how to do it. I remember last year at the conference, I caught your session and you you turned me on to Gary V. <laughs> Thanks. I don't have enough time. I need a full time job <laughs> right. just to follow him. Yeah, <laughs> busy guy. One thing I I really picked up from him, uh, and it became relevant, and it's sort of why we're doing what we're doing is, if you don't think of yourself as a media company doing whatever, you've you've missed the boat. So whether you're a media company running a festival and events organization, yeah. or you're a media company that's running a wine store, yeah. you're a media company first and foremost because you're communicating your message. Right. Um, and, and as Javid knows, uh, people, when they're looking for a service provider, a company, a dentist, a restaurant, they're going to their phone first. And so if you're not putting out content that those people are going to find, you're just, you're not going to, you're going to be invisible to them and your competitors are going to get that business. Yeah. And, you know, and, and to add, like it or not, you know, first impressions now matter on digital. And, and, and like I said, like it or not, when someone's, uh, when someone either hears your name or someone refers uh, to you either as an organization or as an individual, everyone's natural reaction is to get on that phone and Google to figure out and find out who you are. And if your first impression digitally isn't there, meaning you have no presence, uh, it raises uh, it raises eyebrows. You know, I come from a background in broadcasting, and, and I was probably tainted by quality as king and as important, right? And I, I think when you look at some of the most important clips in news gathering, they're on a phone or on a cell phone or an old uh, old video camera, and it's really the messaging, right? I mean, the tools available to us today are so good, and they're so easily accessible. And kids coming out of high school and college know how to use everything they can edit. I remember I was in uh, CTV, and I had editors that had been editing for 40 years, and we made the switch to digital. I had kids in high school that could edit better than a 40-year-old broadcaster right. because wow. they grew up with these stuff. Right. You know? The uh, the software that you get on your phone, like iMovie, used to be, you know, when I was in journalism school back in the early 90s, that, that software cost $150,000, and it was in a few locations around the country, and now it just it comes with your phone, free. Yeah, it's really incredible. Like, the ability to publish something on your phone and press send and have it go out to the world used to be used to cost millions of dollars to do, and now we can just do it for free. So... You, you guys ran a session yesterday. It was a full day session. How did it go? What was your what was your takeaway? Yeah, I think it was it was great. I, I'm I was very very happy with not only the quality of the, uh, the 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 folks that we met, that Warren and I met, but but the 
it was just the level of engagement that we had amongst not only ourselves with the or, with the group but also how they were engaging within themselves there were people who yeah. were building ne- networks there were people who were building connectivities and sharing ideas we i certainly found that was the biggest success and and i think one of the things that i really um, appreciated is that this was opportunities for people to really step up their game when it came to their to their social social strategy and social presence so i i just found generally it was a very very good group and i think they uh, i think they enjoyed the experience i think so yeah i wouldn't want to speak for them but there was a lot of laughter which is usually uh, someone came up to us at one of the breaks and said what are you guys doing in there everybody yeah. like it sounds like a comedy act and uh, maybe and, it was, maybe and it was th- you know there was some fun. We had some fun, but people, you know, one of the exercises was uh, we had people reaching out to influencers on social media in real time, and we had some prizes and said, you know, whoever can get one of these influencers to interact with you during the session will win this autographed book or whatever. And you have everyone's down on their phone and doing it, and it's making it taking it from the slide deck to their phones and making it real. And within, I think, a half hour, one of these influencers got back to someone and they were all like, you know, laughing and shouting and someone won the book. And it just made it, we tried to make it as practical as possible. Yeah. And influencers, they're, they're, it's the main way to get to people these days. It's, you know, who in your circle or who's going to get that message out the loudest, who's got the most followers. Can you talk a little bit about that? Oh, sure. It's, what's the, it's the whole Gary Vaynerchuk thing where, um, his his whole thing is everyone's got a story to tell, but you're not going to be able to tell it to them unless you get their attention. And so we're we are you know everyone at this conference is in a battle for attention of the viewer, of the reader, of the listener, of the of the consumer. So it's about how do you tell stories to get that attention to capture it. And so that's what really yesterday was about. Yesterday wasn't how to set up a Twitter account and how to get on Facebook. It was like beyond the 101 of here are some tactics that you need to do on a day in day out basis, creating content. Yes. And not just creating ads, but creating stories. And then the engagement piece, which I think was new to a lot of people because they were just creating content and and sending it out and the content maybe wasn't that great. So we talked about how do you elevate it, but also just the interaction. So liking a post, retweeting something, engaging with people, having those conversations. There were people in the session yesterday who made business connections. Like one festival is working with another one now, and that wasn't happening before they got in that room. So that was kind of cool. Yeah, and and I think the other thing we wanted to... We certainly wanted to communicate in this one-day workshop is the fact that social is about being social, and you're dealing with humans. You know, there is some human. There needs to be some human interaction, and rather than it just being static, you know, open up conversation. So, you know, that exercise was, hey, just pick someone that you want to, you know, moving forward, pick someone that an influencer, and perhaps it's not an influencer across the world. Maybe it's an influencer within your community, and reach out to them. And him or her will will either react or not. And if they don't, then reach out to Go another to the next influence. one. Yeah. And if that doesn't, reach out to the next yeah. one. So, you know, I think one of the things certainly I'm, again, as Warren mentioned, we don't certainly want to speak for the group. But I think one impression I got was that people realize that social media is not a static strategy. It is one that's a living and breathing. And it's about being social. It's about creating conversations. And it's about dealing with, with human beings. That's what it's all about. Well, you know, you, you mentioned the session I did last year on social media. I'm doing basically the same topic this year, yet I had to re recreate 75% of the content because it wasn't relevant 12 months later. Like, that's that's kind of crazy. And it <laughs> created a lot of work for me, too. But, yeah. 
it you know you could always come in and mail it in with the old one but those things don't they're not as relevant anymore and new tools have emerged and some tools have kind of gone away or gone to the background so you're literally every year having to revise because it's changing so fast yeah okay we're, we're going to take a break it's a good segue when we come back we're going to talk a little bit about strategy and how the social network has changed over the year back in a minute with few on the air Welcome back. FIO On The Air continues. Here again is our host, Dave McNeil. Okay, welcome back. We've got Warren Weeks and Javit Khan with us in the studio. Uh, and we're talking about social media and, and some strategies and, and how social media has changed over the years. Warren, you were talking about uh, in the first segment about teaching the, or, or presenting the same course but having to change all your content. Right. That's how fast it changes. Mm-hmm. Just wondering, and you've both been with us for a few years, how has the audience changed? Are they more in tune with what's going on? Is it is some of this stuff sticking? Um, I think you're seeing it stick with some. Um, just like anywhere else, you're going to have people at other sides of the curve. Uh, I think over the on, on the whole, one of the things I do with my with my content is I try and find examples of people doing this really well, so I can show people what to aspire to. And I try to find examples of people doing this horribly or not doing it at all, so you can show them what's kind of going on out there. And specifically, I try to not focus on anyone in Ontario because I don't want to have people at the conference up on the screen because I just think that's uncomfortable one way or another. So I'll go to um, Manitoba, I'll go to Alberta, I'll go to the United States, I'll go to the UK and find examples. And what's funny is every year it gets easier to find the good examples and it gets harder to find the bad examples so i think as a as a community the game is being raised and i think that puts pressure on organizations like it's not too late to get started one woman yesterday sent her first tweet ever right Mm -hmm. like we showed her how to do it and Mm -hmm. she sent it out and she was ecstatic about Mm -hmm. it so it's not too like we all started zero followers Mm -hmm. and zero engagement but i just think that um as a whole the game is being raised here in Ontario, I think it probably lags behind mm-hmm. a lot of other markets. I don't know why that is. So I think we have some work here to do. And, you know, we've got, I think, like upwards of 100 people in the session today. So there's an appetite for it, for sure. Yeah, and I think, you know, doing the, doing, well, being with FIO now for four years, I think one of the things that I see consistently is that there is, there is that an acknowledgement that, yeah, the world is changing and how we engage. And I love the theme for this year. It's perfect because... It is about experience, and that's a brilliant theme for an organization like FIO that that's what they do. That's their living and breathing thing is to create an experience, be it for concert goers or in a festival or a street, whatever it is. So I think what I'm finding is that the individuals who are coming to our sessions and people who are participating in the conferences, I'm finding that they are now recognizing that, yeah, it's now going from got to be online to now then now that i'm online or i'm doing some sort of digital now how do i create an experience and a community online i'm not really interested in the fundamentals i get the fundamentals we're doing it but now how as warren you say and how do we step up that game and now create the experience one you know one event at a time so i'm finding now people are starting to understand that and and starting to you know recognize that they do need to do more than just the fundamental static stuff and that's why i think our our workshop was a little different experience because it really was for individuals and organizations who who had representatives there that are at that sort of that intermediate senior level we really weren't there to, to to talk about fundamentals we were there to 
to engage and have conversations and, and even the exercises were quite challenging because they were they were some they weren't exercises that were that not basic not basic these were scenarios like we put them through some scenarios and they had to as a group uh, Dave you you alluded to you know come come up with a strategy they as a group had to come up with uh, we put them through uh, an exercise where they had to come up with 20 or more pieces of of content in 20 minutes in 20 minutes and they did it all of them did it and it was great they did an amazing job yeah. and really that's the important thing isn't it because it's so easy to do some of this stuff i mean with facebook and youtube and twitter and it's also accessible and so usable and i, I think the hardest part and you just touched on it again is strategy yep. you have to have a strategy on how you go about this yeah, and, Talk a bit about that. Yeah, Dave, and I, th- I think you're, you're, you're dead on. I think one of the biggest gaps that I've recognized, and, and then I, you know, I shared this with the group uh, with, with Warren, and certainly you know, I'll share it with the group uh, in, in my session. Strategy is a big gap. People think strategy is tactics. Tactics is not strategy. So, you know, a really good example is people think, oh, we're on social media, so they're on every channel. Well, that's not a strategy. You need to reach out and inquire with your audience through online surveys. Dave, you said there's there's now tools that you can do online surveys for free, um, no problem, and they get you some great data back. Well, do that first before you actually start to execute or before you even think of a strategy. And so I find some people, when I ask, a simple question can i see your social media strategy the question their answer is oh we're on facebook and we're twitter and we're instagram okay but that's not a strategy those are all tactics right that's great that's execution that's good that you're doing this but what's the strategy that ties all this in what's your goals and objectives and certainly my conversation today with the group is going to be okay let's let's look at let's look at your sponsors and how do we up their game collaboratively on digital it's not only because it's the right thing to do in this market, but also you can you can now squeeze a little bit more funding from your sponsors because you know what? And guess what? That's what they're looking for. They're not looking for being a static sponsor anymore. Mm-hmm. They want to be part of the experience, and that's why it's a perfectly fit to this theme. Right. Anything to add, Warren? I think he covered it really well. The uh, the, the I think we very often jump into tactics. I'm on Instagram. I put up a tweet. It's very sporadic. And one of the things that I'll see when I go in and uh, audit some of these organizations is that they maybe were tweeting for a year and a half and they stopped in May of 2015. They just, like, that's not working for us, so they stopped. They did three videos on YouTube and they got, like, 17 views and they stopped. Um, which to me, like you have to keep, you know, Gary Vee did his wine show for how many years and nobody was watching it. Like it takes a certain persistence to keep cranking out this content. And eventually if it's good, your audience will find you. And I, I would go so far as to say his early content was not great, like by 2018 standards, certainly, but he was doing this, you know, years ahead of anybody else. He's doing this 12 years ago. So, um, strategy piece is huge, and also the the KPIs. Like I find that to be to be one of the more kind of boring elements in quotation marks is like, what are you trying to achieve? Because it's not just hearts and likes and shares and retweets. What are the key performance indicators on the back end? So when it comes to Google Analytics, are we getting more conversions? Are we getting more click-throughs? Are people staying on our site longer? Are we getting into that landing page? So how does that all fit together? And social is just kind of the top layer of that. Yeah. So the strategy and the policies. I remember my last year at Oktoberfest, I challenged the team that I wanted to double likes, I wanted to double shares and everything. And they went back and they, they came up with their tactics and they presented their plan. And and, and when they presented it, I was, I was a little bit taken aback. And then it made total sense to me really quickly. Mm. And they cut out a large number of what they were doing. Mm. And they really concentrated on content. 
and content that people would share and content that would engage in conversation and our likes and our follow and it just automatically went up right and i think some the other thing for some of the festivals and event people is they've got a three-day weekend mm. and then that's all they do what are we going to do other times of the year? New Oktoberfest is a 10-day festival right. with a two-month right. window around it yep. that there's a lot of things happening. Yep. But your sponsors are winning awards all year. Mm-hmm. They're recognizing anniversary. There's all kinds of things you can talk about and keep that engagement going. Well, that's one of the things we brought up yesterday, right? Do, do you want to touch on that? Yeah, well, first of all, congratulations, Dave, with that with that exercise you did because cl- clearly your team recognized that, you know, crap, we're doing stuff that no one's engaging with and we need to do a reset. Almost audit. aggravating people in some sense, well, right? <laughs> well, it is what it is. It's going to happen, right? But, you know, one, one thing that's, that's an also important is that you know, you do need to do a reset and audit to, and maybe it's a quarterly thing or it's part of your semi, semi-annual audit. I don't know. But there needs to be some sort of temperature check to say, hey, you know, are we are we developing the right content? A, first of all, is it the right content? And is it hitting the messaging and the right targeting, target audience? And if the answer is yes, 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 great. Let's just keep going. But if it's not, then let's reset. So one of the things that we certainly did talk about, and, and it, as a matter of fact, was brought up by one of the, the, uh, the attendees, was this whole, and you meant you mentioned it perfectly, Dave, like there's, hey, I've got an event that's three days long. Um, we ramp it up, ramp it up. We, we're bang, bang, bang. And then now what do we do? So we, we said, well, you know, that's basically, that's an off-season for you. So, you know, you're, you're in the off-season mode. Well, I said, because some of the sport marketing background that I have, I said, look, look at sports teams. You know, go to sports teams and steal some of the ideas that they do off-season. So I, you know, the example I use, you know, the day of this today's recording is, you know, football season has just finished, baseball season is ramping up, basketball still there, hockey still there. So hey, look at your look at the football folks. Go to the NFL digital presence. See now what they are doing because now it's their off season. Well, I can assure you, they've got stuff going on that they have accumulated through the season that they're starting to recycle and reproduce right. for off season content. Well, that's, that's no different between a festival, an event, and a sports organization. You have your on-season, on-off-season. Okay, well, take your content, ramp it up, great, but also use recycled content. Dave, perfectly, you've got a sponsor. That sponsor, I'm hoping you haven't locked them in just for three months or three weeks. Right. I hope you locked them in for the year and showed them your content plan that you're going to leverage off-season. So it's a very good point, Dave, you brought up because a number of people say, well, we only do it at this point, and we ramp it up, and that's it. And then we shut the... Uh, Warren, you said that, and we shut the lights, and we'll see you next year. Right. Um, yeah, it's funny that, it, to me, sports teams are, are great, and, and, and stealing people's ideas or kind of borrowing their ideas is great, because people who are doing this better than you, you can just look at their account and see some of the tactics that they're deploying and executing and, and do those things. Um, one of the festivals that I found that I'm going to use as an example later today, and we touched on yesterday, is the Isle of Wight Festival in the UK. And um, so here you have a festival with a very short time, like a couple day festival music. And yet their social media presence, what I love about it is they, they engage every single day. They're putting out content every single day of the year. And their Instagram page looks profoundly different than their Twitter page does. And their Twitter looks profoundly different than Facebook does. And they use each channel the way it's supposed to be used. And they customize their content and they, and they engage with people in a different way. They're very responsive. So I would say if you're a festival in Ontario and you want to find out how to do it, go and follow them. Festival is another one that does a really good job. And uh, copy their tactics. Do the same things that they're doing. It's not rocket science. Um, but to see someone who's really doing this day in and day out and like, oh, you, 
you can do stuff 10 months out that is relevant and engaging people and they're getting engagement they're getting 17 likes 42 retweets like they're getting engagement so it does work it must be the creative mind and it's always driven me crazy you both talked about uh you know taking an idea stealing it spitting it making it your own I don't know what the reluctancy from people out there to do that is. Because, you know, you go back to there's only 15 original ideas and everything else is spun from that. Mm-hmm. To your point, if a sports team is doing something good and you can retool and repurpose that idea, it's going to be an event space. And who knows that you got it from a baseball. Mm-hmm. And, and it's going to be different enough through your music and your yeah. branding that uh, it, it constantly amazes that more people don't do that. It, it and I agree. It, it it amazes me. Look, you look at the sports team, and you clearly know they're talking to each other. Because if you watch uh, a hockey team with their promotional, and you watch and you go somewhere else, you'll see the promotional fundamentals are pretty much the same. They're always giving away tickets, or there's always some sort. But the fundamentals are there. Yeah, I agree, Dave. It's shocking that more and more aren't going and go to your. Go to your friends in the United States. Look at, as Warren, you've done, not only the United States, but in the U.K. or where There's more than festivals and events in this great country of ours. There's festivals and events mm-hmm. everywhere. Look at what's happening over there and what's going on. Pick up the phone and maybe give them a call and say, hey, how did you guys do that? Because my caution here is if it, it may have worked for them, right. it may not work for you because your community would react differently. Right. So, you know, it's great to go and copy reproduce recycle whatever term you want to use but if if if, if it's not going to work for you then don't do it because it may not resonate and may not it may not have the same effect right. that it's going to have with that with, well, with your and, community. and one of the things we mentioned yesterday which i think was really important was to all the people in the room we had i think 30 people from yeah. a whole bunch of different like you know a couple dozen different festivals and i yeah. said you guys need to understand like one of the exercises was we gave everybody 10 minutes and we said get up and like, get out of your chair talk to people with your mouth and shake hands with them and connect with at least five people on different platforms and engage with some of their content, like it, retweet it, say something nice about it. And that was, you could just hear a buzz in the room. And and the preface to that was, you guys are not competitors. Because I think we often think my festival is competing for the festival dollar from your festival. And I said, you guys are, you guys are really peers. You're all on the same team. Unless your festival is in the same community on the same day, you're not competition. And you can actually help each other out. Because someone who is likely to go to a festival in Burlington might be equally likely to go to one in Oakville or Hamilton nearby. So by the festivals working together online is was just one little thing but like you're not competitors you're on the same team got a great conversation going here with javit khan and warren weeks we're going to be back and we're going to see and look into the future and see where we go from here when we return with few on the air the voice of festivals and events in ontario Fio on the air continues here again is our host dave mcneil Welcome back. We've got Warren Weeks and Javit Khan with us in the studio today. Just wrapping it up a little bit, um, you know, everything's changing fast. We're, we're sitting around doing a podcast. Uh, you know, we've got a sort of talk radio set up here that <laughs> years ago, broadcasters would have to go through the CRTC, spend millions of dollars on equipment, transmitters. We've got the ability to do that for like $1,000 and get the message out to everybody instead of me going to conferences and doing a white paper paper on what people are talking about and sharing my editorial concept of what everybody said we've got the ability now in real time or in a tape delay situation for them to hear it directly from the source right what else do you guys see changing as we move forward 
Well, certainly, and that's a brilliant comment you just made, Dave, to say to everyone who's who's listening to this, here's your challenge. We've got a great, you've got a great opportunity who's listening to this podcast to go and investigate how do you create a a, a podcast or a studio like like our friend Dave has done for a tenth of, not even tenth, keep going, of a cost that you would have probably had to invest years ago. There's really no excuse anymore. I firmly believe this, that there's no excuse that no festival or event organizer cannot do podcasts. Why not? This is, again, that off-season strategy, right? right? So when you're done your season, can continue your podcast where you invite, maybe, you know, you do announcements on your podcast and so on and so forth. I think the big thing, and I've said this a few times, is video. I think there's, you know, video is going to continue to explode. It's going to continue to be the the fundamental number one source that people are going to be engaging with simply because we're human beings. That's it. We're human beings. We'd rather watch something for a few seconds than actually having to read right. words and words and words. Now, I caution that statement because there may be audiences that you are connecting with who say, no, I want to read Dave's white paper. I want to read uh, a 750 plus word blog. I want to do that. That's my style. Okay, but again, goes back to strategy and goes back to knowing your audience. Hmm. Warren, where do, where do you see us headed? So I think uh, the fact that everyone can do it is great. Uh, you know, it's funny that everybody around this table has their own podcast. So yeah. that yeah. brings you the next problem is how do you get them to listen to it, right? There's like 900,000 podcasts out there. And podcasts are fantastic. And they're, they're really enjoying a uh, real surge in popularity. But how do you make yours stand out? Which goes back to the whole thing we started with. How do you get people's attention? So having a podcast is great. Then how do you get it into people's phones and into their ears um so and i think that goes across all the social channels and and really it comes down to all the stuff we talked about yesterday just figuring out your who your audience is and stop just marketing at them and figuring out who they are as human beings and just having conversations with them communicating with them interacting with them and just doing that we called it one on one to one marketing which sounds exhausting like it sounds daunting like back in the old days we'd buy an ad or we'd get a commercial on the radio and we just that was it you just and the things would happen on their own magically and now you need to do it one on one day in and day out and you have more and more organizations who are scaling up and the, the other thing we talked about yesterday is paid um you need to get your credit card out if you want to be visible at all on somewhere like Facebook or Instagram as a brand, and that is also sad. But the return on investment right now in 2018 is better than it's going to be a couple of years from now because that's going to be priced up as more brands get on. So um, organic reach is basically dead on those platforms. Well, I think we've had a great conversation here. Uh, thank you to Warren. Thank you to Java. You guys have been great supporters of FIO. We've appreciated everything that you've brought to our organization. Um, I invite you to join us next year at the London Conference. We'll sit down and, and see where we've gone from here and what's what's coming, what's changed. We'll be uh, doing this in virtual reality. Actually, we'll be doing holograms or something like that. You know, I tell you, one, one last statement I will make is that if, if anyone who's listening to this podcast and you're not a member or at least have engage with Theo and I'm not saying this because Dave's here I'm saying this with any organization or any association that I'm you know I would speak at like fundamentally there's changes happening in your industry and you need to be part of this community and you need to come out to these types of events or uh, you know Dave I know you've got other series that you do online this is the value of, of a community and this is the value of your membership like this is 
this is why you should be part of the community because I tell you, you know, whatever organizations that I come across, and I've been with few of them now for four years plus some volunteer work. Dave, congratulations to you because you are really stepping it up with things like this. Like I was in awe when I saw mm-hmm. this setup. I thought brilliant, and certainly I'll be uh, referring to it in our session uh, this afternoon. So, Dave, kudos to you. Thank yeah, you for thanks doing very that. much. Yeah. Thank you much, very much, guys. We appreciate it, and, and we always like to hear your opinion and, and have your uh, your say on stuff. Awesome. Um, as always, uh, before we leave you, if you've got any ideas or any topics you want to talk about, uh, if you've got something you want to share with us, get in touch with, that, with us at the FIO office. We'd be more than happy to make something happen. Uh, that's FIO on the air for this time. Until we meet again, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to FIO on the air, the voice of festivals and events in Ontario. 